Welcome, everyone, to episode one of Broadcast Booth, the stories inside the headsets of play-by-play. I'm Brian Jensen, uh, been play-by-play voice of Texas Tech football for 21 seasons now, which I think qualifies me to be able to host this program. The idea behind the program is that we will be talking with different play-by-play voices throughout the country, different sports, different teams, Um, And the idea is to try to get the stories that are inside those headsets, just like we said, which means it's not necessarily what happens on the field. It's what happens in the booth. It's what happens on the way to a game. It's what happens, well, when you don't think there are mistakes happening, oftentimes there are. So we're going to hear from some of the play-by-play voices around the country. But I thought it would be best to start out this series, uh, episode one, with a guy that, uh, at least as far as we are concerned, he's the guy that puts all this together and makes sure that we don't mess things up. And he is our producer engineer, Steve Pitts. We call him G-O-B, God of the Booth. Pitts, welcome. Good morning, Brian. How's everything in Dallas? Oh, uh, you know what? It's it's not too bad. How about there in Lubbock? A beautiful morning, West Texas morning. Barely a breeze and uh, nice temperatures here. We're starting off this broadcast with a weather report, kind of like Tommy Tuberville did back in his years. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? Talk about <laughs> uh, talk about some stories that we ought to be able to come up with. Not only will we have uh, the stories with our broadcast team, uh, Steve, but obviously, you know, like you mentioned, we've been through many coaches in in the 21 years I've been with you. But you know, prior to that, uh, you obviously were with uh, the crew when Jack Dale was the, the broadcaster, the legendary Jack Dale, who uh, we all know and love and, and just followed. I did when I was in school there. And then obviously your broadcasts after that, tell it before, let's get started with a story or two, if you would, about the broadcasts with Jack Dale. Well, uh, Jack and I, I, first of all, when I graduated from tech, the first job that I applied for, was to work out at KFYO selling advertising and Jack Dale was the sales manager out there. And I interviewed and, you know, I mean, I thought it went well, but uh, apparently I wasn't what he was looking for. (laughs) And he, uh, he, he told me, I know you got your degree in mass communications, telecommunications, but I've been in this business a long time and I might suggest you, uh, Try another industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh. I t- I'll tell you, it, 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 the, the stories with and about Jack and just following Jack, you know, um, I can tell you a quick one. So when when I was asked to, to join the broadcast, uh, you know, I think Jack had done uh, no basketball for 50 years. He was close to that, I guess, in football. And. I was asked to, you know, what I thought about following him. And I'm like, well, you know, you you obviously don't follow a guy like Jack Dale, not knowing what you're up against. Right. Because he such a legend in the broadcast booth. And 
Um, so when I was interviewed, I was asked, okay, well, what's it going to take to get you to do the broadcast? And, I, and we were talking about, you know, monetarily. And I, uh, because of the respect that I had for Jack and, and not really knowing a whole lot about the, the setup, I go, you know, um, hey, whatever, whatever you did with Jack is, is fine with me. Well, just as you had said, and I wasn't quite as clear on, um, I didn't know that Jack's most of his income came from the sales side of things, not from the broadcast side of things. So as it turned out, um, I said, hey, whatever, whatever you had going with Jack and they go, oh, man, that sounds great. So uh, I entered I entered the broadcast booth, probably making less than anybody in the uh, in the conference for sure. Um, but that's OK. It worked out just fine. Well, as you and I know, this is uh, it's a fun gig to be a part of. But it's also much more a labor of love than it is a monetary reward. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, say that you love us. That's that's very nice of you, by the way. <laughs> okay. I said it was so, a labor of love. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of that love, I'm going to give a little bit of an insight as to what happens on the road with us. Because uh, one of the things that we love to do is eat. And you, being the god of the booth at least when we started all of this, uh, you and John Harris, uh, my color analyst, who's been at this gig much longer than I even, uh, you guys were really responsible for picking out the, the fare. And I got to say that we have, we've always eaten well. Yes, we have. Uh, and we do it all on a very meager per diem. <laughs> well, you say that, and then I see how we got to the game. Um, at least one a year or so ago. Yeah, that was kind of a once in a lifetime thing. That was a COVID uh, situation there. Ordinarily, we try to rent a car or we have Uber and we couldn't get either during uh, COVID. I believe that was uh, leaving Oklahoma City to go to Stillwater. And so the only option we had to get there was finding a limo service. And uh, it was very nice. Wouldn't mind doing it again. It did turn out to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good way to get to the game, especially when we drove up and we get out of the limo there at the stadium and uh, people are looking at us like, oh, man, are we on like national television today or something? No, it's just the, just the radio crew from Texas Tech. You know, they they know how to they know how to move and shake. <laughs> so sometimes behind behind the scenes, Steve, there are a lot of things that go on that people are you know, not necessarily aware of. I think whenever I have a chance to talk to someone about, you know, uh, everything that's hap happening inside the headset, a lot of times it's your voice that's there, of course. But, you know, your time is really when we get there. A lot of people I don't think quite understand that we get there three hours or so before the game. And then it's, uh, it's Steve Pitts's job to make sure that everything gets put together and we get on the air. It, it, it's not as easy as just plugging in one cable. No, there's quite a bit to it, especially uh, during football season, because we've got the wireless uh, mics and, and uh, earpieces that go down to the sideline that Chris Level is plugged into. And then we have all of the recorders for instant replays. Uh, right there, you're seeing a picture of uh, what we call a short shark fin antenna. And uh, one of our dear, dear friends of the radio booth, Terry Fuller. But uh, yeah, there's a lot, lot to it. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of what I describe my job as being besides uh, the knob twister and making sure everybody sounds as good as possible is uh, I'm the voice in the ear of the voices you hear. So I'm trying <laughs> to uh, trying to keep everybody, you know, obviously I don't put words in anybody's mouth, but at the same time, we uh, have a business end of the broadcast to keep up with and commercials to be played and readers to be read. And so it's uh, for people who just listen on the radio, they clearly, and, and by design, they don't have a clue what we do up here and how it progresses to be as uh, sound as smooth and informative as it is, thanks to you and John and uh, Chris. Well, and I will say uh, you were very kind to say that you never put the words in our mouth. Not quite true. Um, as I think most that listen know, uh, we do have things called liners that uh, we read on the air. And I know there's been a time or two because I know who actually prints those liners for us, Steve. And I know there have been a time or two or 10 or 20 <laughs> where you've, you've either misprinted, misspelled, or, or put something in there that maybe was a week or two old. And because, hey, I'm going to read whatever you give me, I read it exactly as it was on the air. And sure enough, Pitts is like, oh, I think that was, uh, that was last week coming in my headset. And I'm like, oh, better, better correct that. Well, as you're describing those things, I happen to actually print it out a couple of uh, things that I'm not sure how well it's going to show up on the camera here, but I'll cover my face with it. These are uh, liners. Uh, your name is at the top of that and various things that you read during the course of the broadcast. Uh, we've got uh, what we call situationals. Uh, I'm, I'm not a weatherman, so I'm not really good at all of this, but... Uh, Anyway, there's the there's the case IH red zone, the one we have to read through so quickly that uh, never seems to we never seem to get it in quite properly. And the uh, all important station ID. Oh yeah, let's pause so, ten seconds for anyway. station identification. This is yeah, the broadcast. But, uh, and a lot of people, uh, and I don't know how detailed you want to get into some of this stuff, just to give people a glimpse behind it. But like during the pregame. We have a uh, pregame countdown sheet that starts with the 60 second or 60 minutes, I should say, before the kickoff. And so we have the various commercials plugged in. We have segments plugged in that we get to. And uh, there's, I mean, clearly there is a, a recipe to putting all of this together for a game day broadcast. Yeah, there is no doubt that, um, you know, before the season, we have a production meeting where we, we talk through whether we have new segments we want to try. We've done that before. We actually put a little pat on everyone's back in our broadcast. We were one of the first, if not the first, to use social media in our broadcasts. We did a lot of, you know, we've tried a lot of things. Facebook Live we did a couple of times before they now put cameras in our uh, in our broadcast booth. So um, it has been, you know, a lot of fun to put those kinds of structures together as we get a season to go. But um, again, Pitts being the producer engineer, I'm sure there are others in the broadcast booths around the nation that are uh, almost as good as what Pitts does on the air for us. But um, yeah, it's, it's a great structure and I think it's worked really well for us. Uh, but Pitts, I'll tell you some of the things that haven't worked so great for us. Um, you know, you do have to, deal with things on the road 
And I think some of the great stories that come up with the broadcast booths of today are what you go through when you're on the road. Uh, tell me one of the experiences that, that you've had with us that, or even if it was with the broadcast crew before I joined, that, um, you know, sticks in your mind as one of those stories from the road. Probably the earliest one was, in fact, with Jack Dale, and I believe we had played uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State, but it was the first road game for me to be producer-engineer, and as fate would have it, some of the equipment got damaged or thrown around out of the plane, and uh, we get to the booth, we plug stuff in, get everything going, and the... Uh, Comrex type equipment that it's a phone connection situation to go back to the uh, network was not working at all. And so for about the first half of the game, and this was back before cell phones, Jack and John were handing a an old fashioned telephone receiver back and forth and were broadcasting the game. And then by halftime, uh, I had contacted the engineer back at the mothership, as we call it, and had ended up actually taking a case cover off, wadding up a bunch of paper and putting the <laughs> putting it back on so it would put a put pressure on the circuit board and would make contact. And then we were able to finish the game in a traditional fashion. But uh, a wad of uh, newspaper inside an electronic box was the solution to the problem there. Yeah, I know there had been a there have been a couple of times, and I, I'd heard that story and, and kind of been threatened that that could happen at any moment. Uh, there have been a couple of times where you know something has gone awry, whether it's the ISDN line or something else, some other you know connection that doesn't work up until minutes. As I recall, we had a broadcast where it was like seconds before we went on the air, and suddenly everything worked. Um, Correct. So, uh, that might have been or one of those that comes to mind. I believe that might have been a uh, West Virginia game where nothing was working. And I mean, push comes to shove. We can do a broadcast now on a cell phone. It's not going to sound very good and not going to have a bunch of the bells and whistles that we add to the broadcast. But at the same time, uh, you know, it can be done. But the uh, yeah, we had an ISDN uh, issue in West Virginia. And we, we got on the air. Actually, we missed part of the, the pregame, but we got on the air about five minutes before kickoff. So, you know, one of the, one of my favorite stories, um, and, and you, I know can add some color to this was, uh, when we played at Ole Miss, um, one year and we, uh, as I'd mentioned earlier, we go early. Sometimes we get a chance to jump a ride with uh, another group that's going, a lot of times we don't. In this instance, we were on a bus with the cheerleaders on our way to, to Ole Miss, and the bus broke down. And we are out in the middle of absolute nowhere, standing on the side of the road wondering how in the heck are we going to get to the stadium with the clock now ticking down on our you know time for pregame, right? As we've mentioned, all the things that need to go in. And um, as you'll recall, Pitts, we had a little help getting there. Yeah, we did. There was uh, a family headed to the game in a pickup truck. And I believe at that time, Mark Finkner was our sideline person. And anyway, they were the, the family in this pickup truck were nice enough to uh, stop and ask what the issue was. And we told them 
and clearly they couldn't take the entire bus load, but they took us and I believe we bribed our way onto their pickup truck with the promise of a media parking pass up close to the stadium. And uh, Finkner rode in the back of the truck and the rest of us were in the cab. And I remember Finkner kind of sticking his head out over the side of the truck like a, a dog riding there and his cheeks were puffed out and he was hitting the wind. <laughs> Going to have to send an invite to Fink to make sure he watches this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was one of the, the uh, situations we've had. There are many. But uh, another another thing I think people need to know about you is that when we get to places, typically you are the guy that, um, well, you find our way first and foremost, no matter what happens. And I recall a moment at the University of Houston recently, um, and I actually got this one on video, so I'm going to play it and then we'll react to it. Excuse me. Hi. Where do we go to get into the press box? The press box. You always think that when it says "ask us," they know what uh, they know what the answer is, right? And then not notice, so much. You notice Pitts always in the front, always going. You know what? Enough. We're just moving on, and we found our way, fortunately, to the uh, broadcast booth. Well, most of the time, I'm actually not leading the way because it's tough for all of us to keep in stride with the six-eight John Harris. Uh, he, he takes some pretty big steps. Those legs do move. I got to show one piece of equipment that's my favorite that uh, that you have for us, and that is the cough drop. It's one that uh, I use quite often, especially in those games that go forever and ever. And instead of using, I think John uses uh, lozenges quite a bit. I tried that, and it, uh, it it wasn't as helpful as that cough drop is that you provide. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's that. a nice little... Nice little electronic piece of equipment that just uh, mutes the microphone briefly. And uh, clearly you can cough or clear your throat or talk off the air, do whatever you want to do. Now, one last thing before, uh, before we go on this episode, uh, Pitts. Um, as you know, there was quite a bit of uh, controversy when um, a very well-known play-by-play guy from one of the networks um, admitted um. That, that he has a, you know, a, a little, a little toddy or two during a game. Well, okay. Why was that such an issue? I wonder. I don't know. I, uh, I've been known to uh, have something that's provided by a, uh, you know, in the uh, coach's booth or someplace <laughs> that uh, knocks the edge off. Let's say. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Pitts, as as you know, uh, you and I have uh, gotten 
together quite a bit on the uh, Friday nights before games. I appreciate that with you and your family allowing me to do that. And I appreciate you joining me on the first episode of Broadcast Booth to, to give people a, an opportunity to, to hear and see some of the things that go on behind the scenes and, you know, some of the stories that you have. I can't wait to get some of the uh, play-by-play guys to join us and fill us in with some of their stories as well. So thanks so much for uh, being a part of this. Well, thank you for the invitation. And, uh, you know, this is probably the most I've been on the air in the 43 years that I've been affiliated <laughs> with the broadcast. So, Wait, thank you, you know, that's one of the things that I think is going to be fun because uh, not all play-by-play guys on the radio side um, are multifaceted. They don't all have television um, shows and, you know, other things that they're doing. So it is going to be a chance to get them in front of people, which I think is going to be kind of fun, too. So thanks for that, Pitts. One, one last quick comment. Sure. One last quick comment here. I've noticed that you had a little more prep time for the lighting, and the glow on your head is not near what the shine is on mine. Well, you know, I do have an opportunity to show you how the shine is very similar at times. Oh, oh man, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just another thing we have in common, right? Yeah, All absolutely. Right. I appreciate it, Pitts. Have yourself a great day, and thanks for joining us. All right, that is Steve Pitts, producer-engineer, the Texas Tech Sports Network crew. Thank you for Episode 1 for joining us on the broadcast booth, and be sure to uh, remember there are several ways that you can follow us throughout social media as we continue on with the stories from inside the headsets of Play-By-Play. Play-by-play.